Chapters 11 through 15 of The History of Reynard the Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Caden von Clegg. The History of Reynard the Fox. Edited by Henry Morley. Chapter 11 How Grimbert the Das Brought the Fox to the Law to For the King. Now go forth, Grimbert, and see well to fore you. Reynard is so fell and false and so subtle that ye need well to look about you and to beware of him. Grimbert said he should see well too. Thus went Grimbert to Malapadoy's ward, and when he came thither he found Reynard the fox at home, and Dame Ermelin, his wife, lay with her whelps in a dark corner. Thus spake Grimbert and saluted his em and his aunt, and said to Reynard, em beware that your absence hurt you not in such matters as be laid and complained on you but if ye think it good it is high time that ye come with me to the court the withholding you from it can do you no good there is much thing complained over you and this is the third warning and i tell you for truth if ye abide to-morrow all day there may no mercy help you ye shall see that within three days that your house shall be besieged all about and there shall be made to forehead gallows and rack i say you truly ye shall not then escape neither with wife nay with child the king shall take all your lives from you therefore it is best that ye go with me to the court your subtle wise counsel shall peradventure avail you there been greater adventure fell ere this for it may hap ye shall go quit of all the complaints that been complained on you and all your enemies shall abide in the shame. Ye have oft times done more and greater things than this. Reynard the fox answered, Ye say sooth. I trow it is best that I go with you, for there lacketh my counsel. Peradventure the king shall be merciful to me, if I may come to speak with him, and see him under his iron. Though I had done much more harm, the court may not stand without me. That shall the king well understand. Though some be so fell toward me, yet it goeth not to the heart all the council shall conclude much by me where great courts been gathered of kings or of great lords whereas needeth subtle counsel there must reynard find the subtle means they may well speak and say their advice but though mine is best and that goeth to for all other in the court been many that have sworn to do me the worst they can and that causeth me a part to be heavy in my heart for many may do more than one alone that shall hurt me Nevertheless, nephew, it is better I go with you to court and answer for myself than to set me my wife and children in adventure for to be lost. Arise up. Let us go hence. He is overmighty for me. I must do as he will. I cannot better it. I shall take it patiently and suffer it. Reynard said to his wife, Dame Ermelin, I betake you my children, that ye see well to them, and specially to Reynkin, my youngest son. He beliketh me so well I hope he shall follow my steps. And there is Rossel, a passing fair thief. I love them as well as any may love his children. If God give me grace that I may escape, I shall, when I come again, thank you with fair words. Thus took Reynard leave of his wife. O oh gods, how sorrowful abode Ermelin with her small whelps, for the victualler and he that sorrowed, for Malapardois was gone his way, and the house not pervaded nor victualled. Chapter 12 How Reynard Shrove Him when Reynard and Grimbert had gone a while together, though said Reynard, Dear cousin, now am I in great fear, for I go in dread and jeopardy of my life. I have so much repentance for my sins that I will shrive me, dear cousin, to you. Here is none other priest to get, 
If I were shriven of my sins, my soul should be the clearer, Grimbert answered. Em, will ye shrive you? Then must ye promise first to leave your stealing and roving. Reynard said that wist he well. Now hark, dear cousin, what I shall say. Confiteur tibit patir, of all the misdeeds that I have done, and gladly will receive penance for them. Grimbert said, What say ye? Will ye shrive you? Then say it in English, that I may understand you. Reynard said, I have trespassed against all the beasts that live, in especial against Bruin the bear, mine em, whom I made his crown all bloody, and taught Tibber the cat to catch mice, for I made her leap in a grin, where she was all to beaten. Also I have trespassed greatly against Chanticleer with his children, for I have made him quit of a great deal of them. The king is not gone all quit. I have slandered him and the queen many times, that they shall never be clear thereof. Yet have I beguiled Isgrim the wolf oftener than I can tell well. I called him M, but that was to deceive him. He is nothing of my kin. I made him a monk at Elmer, where I myself also became one, and that was to hurt and no profit. I made bind his feet to the bell-rope. The ringing of the bell thought him so good that he would learn to ring, whereof he had shame, for he rang so sore that all the folk in the street were afraid thereof and marvelled what might be on the bell, and ran thither to fore he had come unto axe the religion, wherefore he was beaten almost to death. After this I taught him to catch fish, where he received many a stroke. Also I led him to the richest priest's house that was in Vermidos. This priest had a spine wherein hung many a good flitch of bacon, wherein many a time I was wont to fill my belly. In this spine I had made an hole, in which I made Eastgrim to creep. There found he tubs with beef and many good flitches of bacon, whereof he ate so much, without measure, that he might not come out at the hole where he went in. His belly was so great and full of the meat, and when he entered his belly was small. I went into the village, and made there a great shout and noise, Yet hark what I did then! I ran to the priest where he sat at the table and ate, and had to fore him as fat capon as a man might find. That capon caught I, and ran my way therewith all that I might. The priest cried out and said, Take and slay the fox! I trow that man never saw more wonder the fox cometh in my house, and taketh my capon from my table. Where saw ever man a hardier thief? And as methought he took his table-knife, and cast it at me, but he touched me not. I ran away. He shoved the table from him, and followed me, crying, Kill and slay him! I too go, and they after, and many moo came after, which all thought to hurt me. I ran so long that I came whereas Isagrim was, and there I let fall the capon, for it was too heavy for me, and against my will I left it there, and then I sprang through a hole whereas I would be, and as the priest took up the capon he espied Isagrim and cried, smite down here friends here is the thief the wolf and cried see well too that he escape us not they ran all together with stocks and staves and made a great noise that all the neighbours came and out and gave him many a shrewd stroke and threw at him great stones in such wise that he fell down as he had been dead they slipped him and drew him over stones and over blocks without the village and threw him into a ditch and there he lay all night I wot never how he came thence, sith I have gotten of him, for as much as I made him to fill his belly, that he sware he would be mine help a whole year, though led I him to a place where I told him there were seven hens and a cock which sat on a perch and were much fat, and there stood a fall door by, and we climbed thereup, 
i said to him if he would believe me and that he would creep into the door he should find many fat hens eastgrim went all laughing to the doorway and crept a little in and tasted here and there and at last he said to me reynard ye board and jape with me for what i seek i find not then i said em if ye will find creep further in he that will win he must labour and adventure they that were wont to sit here i have them away thus i made him to seek further and shoved him forth so far that he fell down upon the floor for the perch was narrow and he fell so great a fall that they sprang up all that slept and they that next the fire cried and that the fall door was open and something was fall and they wist not what it might be they rose up and light a candle and when they saw him they smite and beaten and wounded him to the death i have brought him thus in many a jeopardy more than i can now reckon i should find many more if i me well bethought which i shall tell you hereafter also i have bedriven with dame erswind his wife i would i had not done it i am sorry for it it is to her great shame and that me repenteth grimbert said em i understand you not he said i have trespassed with his wife ye strive you as though ye held somewhat behind i wot not ye mean nay where ye have learned this language ach dear knave it were great shame if i should say it openly as it happened i have lain by mine aunt i your em i should anger you if i spake villainy of women nephew now i have told you all that i can think on set me penance and assoil me for i have great repentance grimbert was subtle and wise he broke a rod off a tree and said em now shall ye smite yourself thrice with this rod on your body and then lay it down upon the ground and spring three times thereover without bowing of your legs and without stumbling and then shall ye take it up and kiss it friendly in token of meekness and obedience of your penance that i gave you herewith be ye quit of all sins that ye have done to this day for i forgive it you all the fox was glad though said grimbert to his m m see now forth on that ye do good works read your psalms go to church fast and keep your holidays and give your alms and leave your sinful and ill life your theft and your treason and so may ye come to mercy the fox promised that he would so do and then went they both together to the court ward a little beside the way as they went stood a cloister of black nuns where many geese hens and capons went without the walls and as they went talking the fox brought grimbert out of the way thither and without the walls by the barn went the polyale the fox espied them and saw a fat young capon which went alone from his fellows and leapt and caught him that the feathers flew about his ears but the capon escaped grimbert said what am cursed man what will ye do will ye for one of these pullets fall again in all your sins of which ye have shriven you ye ought sore repent you reynard answered truly cousin i had all forgotten pray god that he forgive it me for i will never do so more then turned they again over a little bridge yet the fox alway looked after the polyale he could not refrain himself that which clevet by the bone might not out of the flesh though he should be hanged he could not let the looking after the polyale as far as he might see them grimbert saw his manner and said foul false deceiver how go your eye and so after the polyale the fox said cousin ye misdo to say me any such words ye bring me out of my devotion and prayers let me say a paternoster for all the souls of the polyale and geese that i have betrayed 
and oft with falsehood stolen from these holy nuns grimbert was not well appaid but the fox had ever his iron toward the polyale till at last they came in the way again and then turned they to the courtward how sore quaked though reynard when they approached the court for he wist well that he had for to answer to many a foul feat and theft that he had done chapter thirteen how the fox came to the court and how he excused him to for the king at the first when it was known in the court that reynard the fox and grimbart his cousin were coming to the court there was none so poor nor so feeble of kin and friends but that he made him ready for the complaint on reynard the fox reynard looked as he had not been afraid and held him better than he was for he went forth proudly with his nephew through the highest street of the court right as he had been the king's son and as he had not trespassed to any man the value of an hare and went in the middle of the place standing to fore-noble the king and said god give you great honour and worship there was never king that ever had a truer servant than i have been to your good grace and yet am nevertheless dear lord i know well that there been many in this court that would destroy me if ye would believe them but nay god thank you it is not fitting to your crown to believe these false deceivers and liars lightly to god mote it be complained how that these false liars and flatterers nowadays in the lord's court been most heard and believed the shrews and false deceivers been borne up for to do to good men all the harm and scathe they may our lord shall once reward them their hire the king said peace reynard false thief and traitor how well can ye bring forth fair tales and all shall not help you a straw ween ye with such flattering words to be my friend ye have so oft served me so as ye now shall well know the peace that i have commanded and sworn that have ye well holden have ye chanticleer could no longer be still but cried alas what have i by this peace lost be still chanticleer hold your mouth let me answer this foul thief thou shrewd fell thief said the king thou sayest that thou lovest me well that hast thou showed well on my messengers these poor fellows tibbet the cat and bruin the bear which yet been all bloody which chide not nay say not much but that shall this day cost thee thy life in nomine pyris et christi fili said the fox dear lord and mighty king if bruin's crown be bloody what is that to me when he ate honey at lanford's house in the village and did him hurt and scathe there was he beaten therefore if he had willed he is so strong of limbs he might well have be avenged ere he sprang into the water though came tibbert the cat whom i received friendly if he went out without my counsel for to steal mice to a priest's home and the priest did him harm should i abide that then might i say i were not happy not so my liege lord ye may do what ye will though my matter be clear and good ye may seed me or roast hang or make me blind i may not escape you we stand all under your correction ye be mighty and strong i am feeble and my help is but small if ye put me to death it were a small vengeance whilst they thus spake up sprang Bellin the ram and his ewe dame olway and said my lord the king hear our complaint bruin the bear stood up with all his lineage and his fellows tibbert the cat eastgreen the wolf cooert the hare and panther the boar the camel the brunel the goose the kid and goat boudwin the ass boar the bull hamel the ox and the weasel chanticleer the cock portolo with all their children all these made great rumour and noise and came forth openly to fore their lord the king and made that the fox was taken and arrested 
Chapter 14. How the Fox was arrested and judged to death. Hereupon was a parliament, and they desired that Reynard should been dead. And whatsoever they said against the fox, he answered to each to them. Never heard man of such beasts, such plaints of wise counsel and subtle inventions. And on that other side the fox made his excuse so well and formably thereon, that they that heard it wondered thereof. They that heard and saw it may tell it forth for truth. I shall short the matter and tell you forth of the fox. The king and the council heard the witnesses of the complaints of Reynard's misdeeds. It went with them as it oft does, the feeblest hath the worst. They gave sentence, and judged that the fox should be dead and hanged by the neck, though list not he to play. All his flattering words and deceits could not help him. The judgment was given, and that must be done. Grimbert, his nephew, and many of his lineage, might not find in their hearts to see him die, but took leave sorrowfully, and roamed the court. The king bethought him, and marked how many a youngling departed from thence all weeping, which were nigh of his kin, and said to himself, Here behoveth other counsel hereto. Though Reynard be a shrew, there be many good of his lineage. Tibber the cat said, Sir Bruin, and Sir Eastgrim, how be ye thus slow? It is almost even. Here been many bushes and hedges. If he escaped from us, and were delivered out of this peril, he is so subtle and so wily, and can so many deceits, that he should never be taken again. Shall we hang him? How stand ye all thus? Ere the gallows can be made ready, it shall be night. Eastgrim bethought him, though, and said, Here is gibbet, or gallows. And with that word he sighed. And the cat espied that, and said, Eastgrim, ye be afraid, is it against your will? Think ye not that he himself went and laboured that both your brethren were hanged? Were ye good and wise? Ye should thank him, and ye should not therewith so long tarry. Chapter 15 How the Fox Was Led to the Gallows Eastgrim balked and said, Ye make much ado, Sir Tibbert, had we an halter, which were met for his neck and strong enough, we should soon make an end. Reynard the fox, which long had not spoken, said to Eastgrim, Short my pain. Tibbert hath a strong cord, which caught him in the priest's house. He can climb well and is swift. Let him bear up the line. Eastgrim and Bruin, this becometh you well, that ye thus do to your nephew. I am sorry that I live thus long. Haste you, ye be set thereto. It is evil due that ye tarry thus long. Go to fore, Bruin, and lead me. Eastgrim, follow fast, and see well too, and beware that Reynard go not away. Though, said Bruin, It is the best counsel I ever yet heard, that reigneth here saith. Eastgrim commanded anon, and bade his kin and friends that they should see to Reynard that he escaped not, for he is so wily and false. They held in him by the feet, by the beard, and so kept him that he escaped not from them. The fox heard all these words which touched him nigh, yet spake he and said, O oh, dear Am, methinketh ye pain yourself sore, for to do me hurt and scathe. If I durst, I would pay you of mercy, though my heart and sorrow is pleasant to you. I wot well if mine aunt, your wife, bethought her well of old furners. She would not suffer that I should have any harm, but now I am he that now ye will do on me what it shall please you. Ye, Bruin and Tibbert, God give you shame's death, but ye do to me your worst. I wot whereto I shall. I may die but once. I would that I were dead already. I saw my father die. He had soon done. Eastgrim said, Let us go, for ye curse us because we lengthen the time. 
evil might we fare if we abide any longer. He went forth with great envy on that one side, and Bruin stood on the other side, and so led they him forth to the gallows ward. Tibbert ran with a good will to fore and bear the cord, and his throat was yet sore of the grin, and his crop did him woe of the stroke that he was take in. That happened by the counsel of the fox, and that thought he now to quit. Tibbert, Eastgrim, and Bruin went hastily with Reynard to the place there as the felons been wont to be put to death. Noble the king and the queen and all that were in the court followed after, for to see the end of Reynard. The fox was in great dread if him mishapped, and bethought him oft how he might save him from the death. And though three that so sore desired his death, how he might deceive them, and bring them to shame, and how he might bring the king with leasings for to hold with him against them. This was all that he studied, how he might put away his sorrow with wiles, and thought thus, Though the king and many one be upon me angry, it is no wonder, for I have well deserved it. Nevertheless I hope for to be yet their best friend, and yet shall I never do them good. How strong that the king be, and how wise that his counsel be, if I may brook my words. I know so many an invention. I shall come to mine above, as far as they would come into the gallows. Though said Isgrim, Sir Bruin, think now on your red crown, which by Reynard's mean ye caught. We have now the time that we may well reward him. Tibbert, chime up hastily and bind the cord fast to the lind, and make a riding knot or a strope, ye be the lightest. Ye shall this day see your will of him. Bruin, see well too that he escape not, and hold fast. I will help that the ladder be set up, that he may go upward thereon. Bruin said, Do, I shall help him well. The fox said, Now may my heart be well heavy for great dread, for I see the death to fore mine eyne, and I may not escape. My lord, the king, and dear queen, and forth all ye that here stand, ere I depart from this world, I pray you of a boon, that I may to fore you all make my confession openly, and tell my defaults all so clearly that my soul may not be a cumbered and also that no man hereafter bear no blame for my theft nay for my treason. My death shall be to me the easier, and pray ye all to God that he have mercy on my soul. End of chapters 11 through 15